0: Numb Bills fan podcast. It's Dave, Numb Bills fan on Twitter, and
1: Adam. I'm Numb Bills, Adam D on Twitter. We're back again. The fish got squished. The Buffalo Bills crushed the fish. What a game, thirty three to seventeen. Just everything we wanted to see happen happened.
0: A lot of guys on offense came back. You got to figure you came back in injury wise, offensively. 100% 100% minus Percy Harvin. Yeah, Percy got moved to the injured reserve. And Goodwin. Goodwin's on
1: the injured reserve. Um, but, yeah, you got Tyrod coming in looking healthy as hell, man. What a performance by that guy. N- another one, Carlos Williams. Wow. I mean, he's he's setting all these milestones. We'll talk about that later. But what a day. And then Sammy Watkins putting his money where his mouth is, silencing the haters.
0: Well, well, and the last one injured to be back is really—I mean, you got two guys, you got Sancho Henderson finally being back. You got John Miller off, off the death in the family. You got Sammy Watkins back, and don't forget McColl. Even though he was back, I want to consider him. Hey, he had another couple weeks. He did go out with a shoulder injury earlier, I believe, in the game. You would know more yeah. than me watching it. Yes. And then he yeah. went out again.
1: Um, he said he'll be, quote, unquote, fine for Thursday. That's not from a coach or or the training staff, though. I, so. I, I love – oh, but, man.
0: Me and Dave Larson were talking about that, like how, how much of a G he is in his press conferences and answers. And he'll give the media what they want. He'll give them some attention, but – don't try to throw anything by him. He's going to pick up on it and if he says he's fine, he's going to be out there and he's going to make a difference. And Rex even said he wanted to go back in. You
1: got to you got to love his his hunger for success. You know, he really wants to get it done. And I mean, even even going out with the the shoulder, he still he still went 112
0: yards yesterday and he finally he finally he the whole the whole van ride to the game we're talking man and I've talked with you a million times he is a shoestring tackle away from just busting off for a touchdown and he finally got it yeah he finally got it yes he did and it was so sweet and it, it's just seeing everybody back it's like you could just literally just do that just breathe you're like all right this is the offensive line we want to come in with, and they played a hell of a game. I thought they really looked good together. Like they looked like they're, they're they have something to work on, and I don't know if that's because Aaron Cromer's back the last couple of weeks or what. But
1: that's that's a very good point. I mean, there were some injuries and absences along the offensive line, um, player wise, but you know you got to acknowledge that their coach was. Was suspended the first six games you know i think we're gonna see i think we're gonna see more production from that line 100 percent for sure it's only gonna get better i hope so that's what that's what i'm seeing i'm really seeing it come together um you know incognito gets my vote my vote for comeback player of the year i mean yeah. eric I mean, I mean, Eric Berry maybe gets my vote for Comeback Player of the Year. He had a, he had a real n- nasty situation, but in Buffalo,
0: hands down. Hey, didn't Michael Vick get nominated? I could be talking out of my ass right now for the record. But that dude killed dogs, did some jail time, and came back. And Richie Incognito, I'm not going to sympathize his sexual harassment, but, I mean, come on. A bullying scandal? It's like the same... You know, I guess the old term people would use, which isn't a PC term, is, you know, you get the typical guys, oh, those fruitcakes, this is football, this, you know, these fruitcakes, you guys are being fruitcakes. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a locker room. Yeah. And, and it's like, so he was pretty much a poster child of, of bullying, and it's like people are shocked that he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. The dude has had time to, to heal up from his injuries, and he was playing the best ball of his career up until that point. So, really, why like I'm not surprised we've you and I have been saying this the whole time I'm not surprised how good and how dependable Richie Incognito is and he is the best player on offense consistently the best player health wise everything across the board he's consistent yeah
1: yeah you know still graying out real high so um yeah let's uh let's talk about this offense yesterday though 420 yards total offense and a fun fun little fact, fun little milestone, one of the ones I mentioned that we would talk about later, I'll talk about now. Yesterday was the first time in NFL history, league history, that a team has had two running backs with 100-plus yards and a wide receiver with 150-plus yards in the same game. That's, that's Shady with 112, Carlos with 110, and then Sammy catching eight balls for 168.
0: Wow. Wow, is right. Wow is right, and I like that Sammy was targeted, and Tyrod Taylor was eleven for twelve, or was it higher than that?
1: Eleven for eleven to twelve, and eight of those, eight of those, went to Sammy. He was targeted eight times, didn't miss on a single one of them. I think he knew that after everything that had transpired the last couple of weeks that he needed to go out there, and he needed to have that kind of game. And for how much people were angry with his comments, they were they were chanting his name yesterday.
0: People got to get over it. And we already touched on it on the last podcast, but, hey, he's going to be called out, and it's unfair. He didn't choose to be taken that highly with those amount of picks. You got to lay off him, and he's a human being. And all because people make all this money, they're like, "Oh, you got to be able to take it." No, they don't. Sometimes they're gonna fire back and tell you to shut the hell up. Yeah, this
1: morning, Pro Football Focus did their uh, did some of their position or, or best player at every position for this week, and him and Antonio Brown shared the the wide receiver spot. So hell of a game, Sammy. We're yeah. glad we're glad you're out there.
0: We know you can do it, and it's nice just seeing him get targeted. He said on the bobbled ball, he actually lost the ball in the light. And he tipped it up. He felt it hit his fingertips, and he tipped it towards himself. So, if you're, you know, that would have been a touchdown. Yeah. That was right in front of me. And, man, it was crazy. It was so, so crazy. And that long touchdown bomb he had, Tyron Taylor unloaded that, and he just put on this burst of speed like oh shit there's the ball and I thought that ball is gonna be overthrown I'm like there's no way no way and now you want to know what this shows me with Sammy Watkins I said it before I don't know if he's talking about a podcast but amongst friends you know what I don't mind that he that he said all that I don't mind he said whatever get me the ball and and the way I want to see is okay you want the ball Give the guy give the guy all the targets. Let's see if he can handle it. Let's just say I didn't expect that. Nobody else expected that. I even did DraftKings and I picked Robert Woods. I did not I thought Sammy Watkins would be hollowing out there. Oh,
1: that's rough, man. Robert Robert didn't even get a Robert yesterday. Robert
0: got me zero points. If I'm not mistaken. And I had Antonio Brown and D'Angelo Williams on my DraftKings and they went off yesterday, by the way, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But point being Sammy Watkins was just – he put his money where his mouth is. Let's just say that. He put it up. Hey, that's he, what I said. Did you? All right. <laughs> this guy once told me he put his money where his mouth is he was the first one to come up with that term. So I really thought it was great to see him just ball out and do his thing. When he was targeted, he caught the ball. Yep. That's and all I care about.
1: No drops, no misses. And then if he
0: does fail, the neck hit is humble and he needs to go – go work and work on himself but he didn't he showed up he's like in hey you picked me lean on me a little bit don't be shy about it throw it up there Tyrod Taylor gave him a chance and Tyrod Taylor giving these guys a chance is a difference in the offense from now in last week against Jacksonville Jaguars and previous Bills quarterbacks Fitzpatrick always gave a guy a chance. Trent Edwards wouldn't. You know, Lossman was always throwing bombs or trying to. But either way, it's nice to see these guys back and, and the difference between Tyrod and EJ is off the charts. Off the charts.
1: Oh. It, it doesn't even look like the same football team. Again, a lot of guys a lot of the guys that are supporting Tyrod came back this week too. But he just seems to really have the respect of the guys he's he's sharing the field with. They sharing the huddle with, the huddle really seems to to follow him. You ever he hear? Has, you're, he's you're, like magnetic. The way, the way he is with his teammates.
0: Did you hear what like uh, the teammates say about him? You know, and I almost feel bad for EJ, but they're, you know, Sammy Watkins. Oh, it's great to have Tyrod back. You know. He throws up a good ball and you know, and it's kinda like ooh, ooh, like a double you know, jab cross on EJ Manuel. You know what I mean? Just yeah, you know it's nice to have him back and and it's nice to pretty much the same, put the ball put a ball on me that's catchable. Don't you know, give me give me a, a fair shot at the ball. You know, and, and EJ will give you a chance, but it actually I take that back. I don't even want to get in that. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, other guys are saying that too. It's great to have Tyrod back. It's great to have Tyrod back. LaShawn talks really high about Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. How can you not
1: though? The guy is the guy is burning his way up the charts in the league. He's got the highest completion percentage in the entire league right now. He he's completing 71.8% of his passes, and that that is like I said, number one in the league of quarterbacks with a hundred or more pass attempts, so real quarterbacks, not any of these. Oh, I slid in through eight passes and <coughs> completed all he minutes.
0: did he did only throw twelve times, but hey, I don't give a.
1: but the rat's r- the run game
0: was working, and if it's working,
1: you keep you keep doing it, you keep you keep going he also had forty four yards on the ground, so. Put that on top of 181 yards passing. He's over 200 yards on the day. What what a guy!
0: And you know what's cool too is they did not hold him back. No, he, was- he just he Taylor. He, what I think this coaching staff does with their guys is like, um, like, um, like I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I feel like with Tyrod Taylor, I should say, is they they just let him. They probably told him, "Do what you're comfortable with. Just do what you're comfortable with." You know what I mean? If you feel like you're, you can run and make it, just be smart about it. Get out. You know, they don't kind of, everybody wants to make a big deal. Hey, did you uh tell Tyrod Taylor to get down? That's like the, the media's best question ever. Hey, did you, did you uh tell Tyrod to get down or change up your offensive scheme? No, we told Tyrod to get blasted by Sue. That's what we told him to do. You see Sue out there, you know, the jersey with the three letters on the back. You, Even if he's not facing you, go after him and, and let you, him plow you.
1: Did you catch any of the stuff uh, later last night or today about about what he he said? And you can see it clear as day on the replay what he said to the refs after that uh, that one play where he had Tyrod kind of kind of kind of held him there until Tyrod like flipped the ball away. You you know which play I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, I thought he actually helped Tyrod up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: he did. And he was he was really frustrated. He was waiting for
1: the refs to to call that. After the play, I, if you watch the replay, he goes up to the ref and he says, "I'll fucking slam him next time." Why did they I I don't understand though. Like Well, he was trying to not he was trying not to get called for the horse collar tackle after he he had his hands on him. Yeah, but there is no horse
0: collar tackle in the pocket.
1: No, that, that that had moved out of the pocket, which is why Tyrod was eventually able to flip the ball away. Okay. He was frustrated. He was waiting for a whistle, and Tyrod got away and got... You know what I mean?
0: Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. So then
1: he went up to the ref after the play and was like, next time I'll slam his fucking ass. You can see it clear as day on his on his lips. Wow,
0: F-bomb and all? F-bomb and all. Oh, the if there was a Bills, there'd there be a flag. Oh, there dude. There'd be a flag. Dude. 15 yards, uh... So, and and how does Sue get away with that flag? <laughs> yeah, how does truthfully, Sue, all people get away with that? Oh, coincidentally, one guy has stomped or stepped on or kicked three or four players or quarterbacks, and now we're gonna move dude, give yeah, him a he's, pass.
1: He's kicking, he's kicking helmets off and all types of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're just gonna,
0: we're just gonna give him a pass. No, that's Sue. That's Donkey Kong. He's that- here to crush you. Anyways. To
1: really summarize the day on offense, the run game is finally doing what it needs to do. What a huge day i mean you had you had shady get in on the um the what forty eight yard touchdown run there. um Carlos had the long one thirty eight yards he was he was a shoestring tackle away from scoring three touchdowns yesterday. um he's only the fourth player to score only the fourth rookie to score you know a touchdown in each of his first five games in the NFL right what what a guy and I mean, we're finally seeing it between between Shady and Carlos they had twenty twenty five carries uh Tyrod was ten more again, Tyrod only passed the ball twelve times. We're really seeing that ground and pound run first defense that everyone was looking for coming out of the off season.
0: If anything, it's shaping out to be exactly what we we wanted, which is a strong running game with a pass and compliment it at the same time. Right, they, and, they uh, and our same. quarterback
1: is playing lights out. He completed 91% of his passes yesterday.
0: And he did only throw it 12 times, but I don't care because when it was a third down, they just seemed to be converting. Yeah. He there is, was not many three and outs.
1: He is so good on third down.
0: And, and just to give that defense a, a, a break, but, I mean, just offensively, the team was what we were hoping for. We're... The, those two are great i mean i look at carlos williams like love fred jackson love fred jackson but he has the same vision as fred jackson it seems fred is probably has him edgewise a little bit but i don't know because he has such the vision combined with the burst and the toughness
1: i love that the uh commentators yesterday
0: Compared him to a
1: deranged rhinoceros, a deranged rhino. That's that's. I hope that sticks with them. (laughs) That'll be great. That's way best better than muscle hamster. I guess, but I mean, oh my god! Yeah,
0: he he looked great. I mean, he's so powerful, and out there with McCoy, just McCoy makes something out of nothing. I mean, the the way that kid, that kid moves, it, it was just it was just great. And that offense overall was—it it felt just great. Like no matter what, with Tyrod Taylor back there in the playmakers, and actually using the playmakers, you had Felton out there for over fifty percent of the time too.
1: Yeah, I was really glad to see them get him more involved. Um, he actually voiced some frustration with his role in the offense earlier in the week. I don't know if you did he really saw any of that, but yeah. He he was the most recent guy to to voice his frustration. I mean, all I gotta say is these guys, you know, you can you can have whatever opinion about them saying something publicly about the way the team is being coached, but so far these guys have been right. Sammy says, "I need the football. When I get the football, we win." Give him give him the ball eight times yesterday. We won by a lot. You know, Felton says I need to get involved. We could be doing bigger things on the run game. They get him out there, and we have our best our best day on the ground since. Who knows when? Who knows when the last time the Bills had more than two hundred? This guys is like what
0: we. Th- this is what we envision run game wise.
1: Right, and we. Right, it's you Spiller
0: know, and Jackson. Spiller and Jackson cannot touch McCoy. Cannot touch. McCoy and Williams. and then you can't like, no way it's you, not even close. You can't
1: even leave Tyrod out of that run game equation. You can't not talk about a guy who's still getting ten carries a game.
0: It's crazy. It it's great. I mean, it's really a three. I actually attack. I haven't seen it too, and I still wish it a little bit yesterday. I still wish they ran the ball more. But the thing is, is they got the explosive plays. As far as run game wise, they they just the offensive line did a much better job, and I would take this offensive line up against the Jaguars. They take it up against the Bengals, no problem. Oh, I don't think yeah. they would beat the Bengals, but they would be given a way better chance any given Sunday, as they say. They do say that. But um, there was some frustration flipping sides of the ball on my end with the defense. I was half bombing a lot in the stadium and. You know, when you look at the stats again at the end of it, is it really that bad? No, because they only gave up seventeen points, but not for nothing. They got their first two drives. The Dolphins got touchdowns off penalties, and then you get the ninety nine or not ninety nine yards, but they drove all the way down to the one. Yeah. And Gilmore gets a pass interference call. They decide to go for it, and Gilmore has, does a great job, steps up, knocks the ball out.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I, I like, I like how Gilmore played that. Either way, they had enough time to get, get one more play off. He's not moving the ball up very much, and he's for sure shutting down that touchdown. So, good, good, good play even on that pass interference. Now, one thing that really pissed me off, just to go back to the offense for one second, was that pass interference call on Sammy Watkins. What a little. What a little slip of
0: the finger that was. Well, let's just while we're at it, let's just cross, pass interference calls anyways. I mean, the the Bills have some knack with the refs defensively. I do not get it. Even in slow motion, Stephon Gilmore grabbing dude's jersey in slow motion was Bleh. so reset. That's how long Bleh. in slow motion. Yeah, and really it was like but. He let go. He let go of the jersey. And in slow motion, it looked slow. So it's like, come on. And, and I understand you want to be ticky tack, but then Stefan Gilmore gets clearly shoved in the back out of a play and just right in front of him. No, no flag. Well, of course not. And there was a, you know, and it goes both ways. There was a holding that was blatant that was missed for Sammy's touchdown. It, but again, the refs are an issue. Sammy's interference call. You know, with with the with the
1: exception of the couple pass interference calls, I thought this game was pretty, pretty
0: well officiated. Truthfully, I guess if you compare it to the other games, but I I still want to see if you're gonna be ticky-tacky on one side, you've ever be ticky-tacky on the other, and it wasn't always the case. The Bills finally had a game without special teams penalties for a first. There, there,
1: there was one. There was one. Um. First quarter, I think it was maybe even that first drive, the opening drive there, they were uh, lined up in punt formation, and A.J. Tarpley had a oh. had a little false start.
0: Again, I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: But that, considering how things have been going, I can live with that. I can live with a little false start on a punt.
0: No hey, big just deal. Get, you know what? That penalty don't count. It was just all, hey, Schmitty said he wanted a little yeah, more yeah, room. Yeah, I yeah. gave Schmitty a little Schmitt, more room. That's what he did. He just fi- needed five more yards. Five magic. more yards five more yards. Five more yards.
1: Um now the the penalties the penalties are still a bit of an issue though if you look at if you look at the day, you know. Especially the Dolphins the first drive. The Dolphins scored 3 times. They they scored two touchdowns, they scored a field goal. On each of those drives there was a penalty that kept that drive going for the Dolphins. Um the first touchdown drive there in the second quarter. Yeah, the fifteen yard um, face mask call on Corbin Bryant that ended in a touchdown. Then, um, the third quarter you had the unne- unnecessary roughness on Hughes, which moved, which gave the Dolphins a first down at the seven yard line. That was half a distance to the goal on that one. Um, that resulted in a touchdown. Then, then again in the fourth had pass interference on Graham. That's a 15-yard touchdown that resulted in a field goal. So all three of those scoring drives had had big penalties associated with them. And that's that's one of those things where you start looking at it and if you can eliminate those mistakes, maybe this game isn't 33-17, it's 33-7. You know what I mean? Th- these are the things that we got to overcome and yeah, it feels good. To, to see a team come in and dominate a game like this, but you gotta understand too that this is a team that's going through a coaching staff change. They've been struggling. They've been spinning their wheels, and if we're throwing throwing away big chunks of the field like that on penalties, still it won't work against a team that is on a roll. We got the Patriots coming up week after the Jets here, and if we're giving Tom Brady those those first downs, that if we're giving him that. That situation before halftime, he's not he's not gonna miss the end zone on that. He's not gonna gonna Tannehill it. A guy like Tom Brady, a you know a top a top level quarterback is going to make that make those points appear.
0: Bill Belichick is going to be just rock hard when he sees and to be what, fi- sees what the Dolphins did to the Bills defense. Yeah, think about it. Like, like the okay. Here's what I discovered, and we all saw, the misdirection screwed him all, screwed them all up. Ref, Rex even joked about it, and it's like if you would have lost, you would have been getting crushed. And then yeah. another thing I noticed, you could say it's a little tendency, but it just needs to be done. But it takes more time. Whenever they put a guy in motion, Miami, next thing you know, the adjustment has to be passed down throughout the whole defense, and I think that's going to be. What, honestly, new could neutralize Rex Ryan's defense if he does not adjust to it? Because it's nice you're being exotic, but, I mean, I feel like you can play a cover-two-man defense and you're set. Right. With the way the defense is playing, there's a lot of... Like, there's so much talent on defense. There's
1: a lot of room to tighten the bolts down. I don't want to say their play is sloppy because I've seen way worse, but they, need to, they do need to clean it up. It's rough around the edges, and, you know, just... Teams that are better than the Dolphins will capitalize in a lot of these situations.
0: You know what the Bills are doing, though, with that? Speaking of capitalizing in them, is the Bills are actually, offensively and defensively, they're just taking command when they need to. Meaning, when it was time to make that play, and we saw this against the Jaguars, too, their goal line stand. Yeah. Well, you know, so it's like, we can shred them at the same time, it's really an extreme to the one-yard line bend, don't break. Get in fourth down, and you're just done. You're just done. It's over. And I think that's a statement. That is a statement across the league. Right, and it's... And, and it is a big thing. So imagine if they get their shit together.
1: I mean, it's it's badass when you're playing with a, with a lead and you can make the other team burn the clock on themselves. You know... The Dolphins didn't get down the field easy. They, they got 400 yards uh, of offense, three 397 to be, to be exact, but that came on 29 first downs,
0: and that's. But compar- again, a lot of referee assistance too. I mean, granted, it is the, the Bills did screw up. Yeah, they know the rules of the game, so I guess I should say. I will blame the Bills defensively. But what I'm, what, what
1: I'm saying the, the, the contrast here, the Bills have 420 yards of offense, 18 first downs versus 397 on 29 first downs. They really had to like kind of just limp the ball down the field a lot.
0: They ate up a
1: lot of their own
0: clock. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that far well, off. Well, think about it. Think about all the sweeps they're running and and Rex Ryan gave a lot of credit to Pouncey, the center for the Dolphins. Oh yeah. He was like, man, he was doing things that are just incredible. Incredible. What, like bouncing the ball out the back of the end zone? Wa. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Well, hey, that was a crowd
0: assist, Buffalo. Way to go, Buffalo
1: Bills fans. You got a crowd assist. That's what that's what you get for wearing Brian Cox's number up in the ref. Oops. Whoops. But he um <laughs>
0: Wow, that's crazy. I hate Brian Cox so much still to this day. That was epic, though. That The whole Brian Cox thing. If you don't know what we're talking about, Brian Cox waved a bird to Bills fans coming down the tunnel. Two of them. Look it up on YouTube.
1: Two of them. I, I actually saw online that Pouncey did that when he came out of the tunnel yesterday. I don't know if he actually did that or not. No way. I don't know. I saw that he did that. I hope. I, I hope he did one for each point that he was about to score for us. <laughs> that would be great that, that would be great i was jumping up and down though when
0: that when that snap went high i was
1: like oh my god it's going out the back it's gonna be a safety two points two points two points i did
0: not know i did not know what to think because i, I say this every week i can get into it i can get i can get the bills win i could get a bills loss and it's like once you're in the thick of the game and you're watching it, you're like oh man anything can happen Anything could happen right now. Everybody could turn into zombies, and it could be like that commercial—the field just there's just an earthquake down the middle of the field. Like I'm thinking, anything can happen for this Bills team to blow it. You know, it's like okay, just what if this de- defense just doesn't show up? What if they can't get their communication down because they kept? I I was scared for legitimate ten minutes during this game because the Miami Dolphins offense was just running the ball close to the edges really close I mean everybody like Pouncy was coming off to block really nice that offensive line for Miami was playing pretty decent for the run game actually I should say really good for the run game but now once they become one-dimensional because they're down so much that's when we saw a penetration from the defensive line but sorry I want to see a little penetration earlier but did you have a thought on what I was saying before you're looking at me all I unless you want to you know
1: no, no, okay. I got nothing. I don't. I don't even want. To you're looking at me over. like
0: you're opening your mouth, like you have something to say, and I'm like, well, uh, all right, Anyway, so I'll keep I'll keep this train moving. So it was just that that run game was really making me nervous for Miami.
1: Yeah, they they did make some tracks here and there, but again, those drives wouldn't have been kept alive without these penalties and moving forward they got to they got to get better if they really want to keep this season they need toward. to take the best if they out want the that break. playoff berth they really have to stop giving away first downs cuz if you start doing that against a team again not to not to be all over there all over their wang, but if you do that against the Patriots in a couple weeks here you're putting your your offense in a position where they have to score 40 plus points to maybe win that game you're putting your offense in a situation where they might score 40-plus points and lose that game because they will capitalize I, I on want
0: this space. offense to have the ball more, and, and I know we've seen in the past with Tyrod in there where the defense got the, the ball back a lot, but quite frankly, if E.J. Manuel was in there and they lost this game, it would also be the story would also be, hey, that defense, that defense, that defense, because Tyrod Taylor is making that defense look better. And we need that defense to help me give the, the the offense more opportunities. Usually, it's the other way; it's usually the other way around for some previous games where the offense needs to move that ball, stop doing three and outs. But I felt like this defense needed to get the ball back to the offense. Whereas the last game with Tyrod Taylor, you didn't feel that way. You felt, uh-oh, you gotta get more than three plays on the field, even if you get six plays, a six and out. You gotta let that defense rest up. But I'm still not, I got to be honest with you, I'm intrigued by the formations. Some really cool formations. There was the one where um, Jerry Hughes stayed in his spot but Mario Williams was next to him. And Then you had Ike yeah. Polly on, on, on Mario Williams' spot. Rex mentioned that he liked the matchup of Mario Williams on the guard. And I thought that was really cool because that's the exotic stuff I want to see from Rex. And... That's just what I like about it is it represents, it represents to me and should represent to everybody else, to you, to you guys, that it's a, he's not afraid to step outside the box. And I thought that was very interesting because there's always rules and unwritten rules. And now don't get me wrong. Perry fuel has had that NASCAR front where he's put all defensive ends in as well. Yeah. Like, like across the line okay i know this is just a little thing but you still had the two defensive tackles yeah in there as well
1: right and uh i mean it, it's it's cool to see that aggressive formation because I, I i think
0: uh well, well let me reset it real quick so if you're the quarterback to, to to have you guys picture this if you're looking at your offensive line and then you got your defense coming at you on your left side you have jerry Hughes... Yep. And then right where a defensive tackle would be usually which is the next guy in you had Mario Williams. who's usually your defensive end on your right side. Right. And Then you had IK and Mario Williams spot on the right. So, Hughes Mario I don't remember if it was Darius or Charles. I, I don't, think there were I think I think
1: you had Charles and Bryant in on that
0: were they cuz there was a defensive line rotation heavily throughout the game. But yeah,
1: um but yeah, this is that that's if it's not that formation, it's similar to the formation on the play where uh Hughes got the sack, not the the not the strip sack, but the uh the other one there.
0: The sack, sack.
1: The sack sack and I mean it was cool like I I watched the replay of that over and over again. Seven guys in the box came on that play and that i mean that's just that's what all the bills fans have been wanting to see that that's what they're paying the money for that's that's yep. what they want yep. and they're and getting it, it
0: and at the same time again I love seeing this team after the first half. The like strip the sack though,
1: too. Oh my god, I watched that in slow motion probably like thirty times. That was the mo- you know what it was the most clean scoop up of a fumble I have ever seen.
0: No, when it was done, didn't it look like that play was like meant to happen, like a basketball play? Ah, oh, you just went down. The ball just bounced. You just grabbed. Okay, yeah. Next, it, it, yeah, it, it exactly. like did not feel like it was something phenomenal. It was so slick because of because
1: of how I mean, how many fumbles have you seen that are just a train wreck? Dudes falling down like. It's like a hot potato. Them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just like scooped it up like it, like it, it was his, and and he was glad to have found it. You know, that, that that's like finding your lost wallet. It's just like, oh yes, I'm going straight to the bank. But yeah. yeah, defense, defense did have a lot, a lot of positive points. though. again, you know, Jerry Hughes with the fumble recovery, the two sacks, he had three tackles. Darby led the team yesterday. He had 10 tackles, followed by Graham with eight. Leotis had six in his return. Um, looked pretty good in coverage. Got torched on the one play, but aside from that, Leotis looked awesome. Secondary's still playing, just just great football.
0: And every good corner gets a ball thrown on him, so, so stop with that. Gilmore's not good. Dean Milak, I'm calling you out. I don't know about that Gilmore guy. Keep drinking, Dean.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: maybe if you drink more and like a blackout, maybe things will make sense. One love, but I I really thought defensively they they stepped up in the second half and it at the end of the day it was seventeen points and guess what when we look at that win two and zero against the Dolphins I'm not gonna think oh you know they could have played a little better same with the Tennessee Titans game with Tyrod Taylor coming back I don't give a shit how they do it yeah.
1: Ultimately, you want to see the team get better, though. You want to see the team progress, and I think we will.
0: If you look at it defensively, it's evolving. I mean, you got Leotis McCalvin in the fold, and what was interesting is we said last podcast a lot of team time, a lot of teams, a lot of times they'll have a safety drop down into the box, and with Rex, if he's known to blitz or do weird shit, or we should say exotic exotic stuff you know that that safety a lot of time is going to play the same he's going to play in man coverage or whatever role that that if you had an extra cornerback out there so that's what's cool about having another guy in there and leo did not a guy in there that was a cornerback leo did not look out of out of place man no he looked he
1: looked real ready to be out there he looked hungry um you know did really well with his assignments
0: really what was cool about what's cool about leo is you know i think is if you do not listen to if you have not listened to Leo's mccalvin interviews you have to it's it's gold it's great he's hilarious i don't think he means to be hilarious but it's like he's so enthusiastic yeah and it's just he, he is
1: turned up to eleven all the time. He's, oh,
0: he is full
1: blast constantly.
0: Rex is so like good. Rex is like, yep. You see it in his eyes. You know he impressed out there, and and, and the kid is just cerebrally there. You could tell when he's on the field. He knew where to be. He did get torched, but just he, once though. You know what was cool? The, the coolest part about Leo was hearing an interview with him on John Murphy's show, and John Murphy loves Leotis McCalvin. If you go back, um. It was either Thursday or Friday before the Miami game. Leotis McCalvin did a thing with my with uh, John Murphy. Check out your buffalobills.com deal for that interview with the John Murphy show. But he was very accepting of the role of, hey, Darby's been playing great. If it's broke, if it's not broke, why fix it? I'll do whatever they want me to do. If that means only returning kick well I should say only if that means returning kicks that's fine i i wanna I just wanna help that that's it and, and for a veteran that's still at a very very high level I thought last year was his best he's ever looked yeah I mean he had enough willpower to hobble around at training camp and wheel himself around on some stuff to hang out he he's he's got a killer work ethic the kid is he's there when he was younger I didn't think he he was there but donny henderson with doug marone the, the the bill secondary coach was with the doug marone staff drink twice because that's two doug marone references now three um you got you really have the this awesome defensive backs coach finally coaching these guys up i mean look at what he did with leotis mccolvin a lot of guys thought he was shot he can't make a play in the ball it's like well he's on him like glue i think it's a simple adjustment it's just him getting. I, I'm not a coach. I don't know anything, but he's covering him like Lou. He's not a stupid player. His movement is shifty, and he not only did he, does he field punts. He he knows where the ball is. He just doesn't know how to time it. And what Donnie Henderson tells his guys is, hey, when you 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 know you're on the guy. When you see the ball, you're the receiver now, and it's your responsibility to get that ball. You look like you're going to say something again. But either way, it was nice to see Leotis McCalvin really step up there. Anything else on on that game defensively? Anything? I just thought the team was more dynamic.
1: Yeah, they they played well as a unit. Um, And I think they're really starting to hit their stride now that they got their playmakers back. I think it's... uh, it's all up from here.
0: I hope so. Up next,
1: the big one. Rex's uh, Rex's reunion with the Jets there Thursday yeah. night football this week, which I which I love that I don't have to wait till Sunday.
0: Second of three divisional games. Nets yeah. is the Patriots after this, but the Jets uh, are coming in. People can bash on the Jets all. Oh, they played easy teams. They've you know, explaining the record. I don't care. They're the five bills. And three. The bills lost to the Jaguars. Okay, and I'm sorry. Yes, guys were hurt, but that is one. It's not guys were hurt though. A lot of guys were hurt. Look, I get it, but not for nothing. It doesn't matter. It's, it, it's, it's not a, an excuse. It's not. A, a loss damn. is a loss is a loss is a loss. Right. And what if that comes down to like something important with the Jets? Oh, you got that one win. Against the pathetic Jaguars. Thanks Jets. If the right. Jets are ten and six, we're nine and seven.
1: No, no, I mean that's it's a kick in the nuts, just like losing the
0: Oakland game last season was. The Miami game was a must-win. I think this Jets game is a must-win. Yeah. You got to kick the shit out of the Jets. You got to smear them across the pavement and drive over them. Send your buddy to drive over them. I mean, they're, and they're come back they're, later tonight and drive over them again.
1: They're game up on us right now. You know we can we can slide right in there with a win Thursday.
0: How are they looking as a team, the Jets? Well,
1: they're they're actually on the flip side of where we're at. We got a bunch of guys who just came back from injury. The Jets—they're all dinged up the last couple of weeks. Fitz has got a thing going on torn ligament in his left thumb. It's not his throwing hand, um, but it, it's making it difficult for him to take the snaps. He's looking at surgery. he's saying probably surgery Friday may try to play Thursday night. Um, but just to know that he's he's struggling, he's hurting out there and that he might not play and if he does play, he might not make the whole the whole night. That's a plus for us. um their kicker Nick Folk he he's got a a strained quad. Um, he was replaced yesterday by, by their punter, Ryan Quigley, who I don't really know how he did on the kickoffs. I just kind of checked the box score on this. I didn't really, really watch the game or anything, but he, he went four for four on his extra point attempts. But knowing that, knowing that, you know, any long distance field goals are off the table could be a big, a big part of defensive planning, you know, keep them. Keep them back; they can't score.
0: So what you're saying is Jerry Hughes needs to go in there and just rack them, right? Just right. come on, Jerry. Um, the old Jerry Wood,
1: Nick Mangold, their their starting center, pretty damn good center. He's been uh, he's been having a little nagging neck injury that that dates back to the uh, 25th of last month against New England. He went out. He went out early yesterday. He says he's optimistic about playing Thursday, but I don't think you want to want to risk your starting center with with something like a neck. So we'll see if we see him that w- being being out there center. I mean, that would be Hughes right up the center all night. Like he'd be right in there because that seems to be his thing now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Hughes? Just blasting up the center like that. Um, I, I'm ju- I'm just still so excited about that sack yesterday. Maybe it's not his thing now, but if if it happened again, it could I be. I just
0: wish Super Mario Williams would have sacked Tannehill because they always play the animation. at oh, yeah. gets a sack in the stadium.
1: Yeah, I love that. But, yeah, and, and the Jets the Jets injuries go on, too. They got a couple injuries in their secondary. Uh, Antonio Cromartie went out with a thigh injury.
0: He might be back, though. and uh, He's 50-50.
1: And, and uh, same with starting safety Deion Bailey. He's got a little ankle going on. And he is questionable for for Thursday.
0: Rex likes that Buster Screen Screen kid. Yeah, Buster Screen is Mention
1: him. He's got a good game, man. He's got he he can ball. He can ball. I, I remember watching him last year, and I was just like, "Wow, dude is uh, dude is good." He was playing with uh what Cleveland there last year.
0: Now Revis has been getting torched. People uh. Pretty much talking nonsense Woodson not the one that's playing the other one was shredding him a little bit saying he's you know he's looking 30 but it's still Revis uh most interesting is that all you got for the Jets can I ramble now
1: yeah that's that's their injuries at least that's that's all I got for that
0: um I, I think what we're looking at here is a very very interesting matchup and rex is downplaying it and i don't blame him if i'm rex i don't give a shit about being with the jets you guys can make that all up and what's cool about rex with the media is you can tell he understands and he'll tell you he knows you guys need to write articles and he will give it to him he will give them something to write about and he'll even get frustrated and say hey just stop asking me questions about that then pause maybe after this game we'll talk about it you know maybe after i'll take some questions maybe, meaning we understand you got a right, I respect you, but I think the, the most interesting thing that, I don't know if everybody's talking about it, but for me, my visions of Rex Ryan is just obliterating my Buffalo Bills of Chang'e, and I have like a sore spot for those, as Kyle Williams said years ago, lovable losers they don't want to be the lovable losers they want to be winners and back then and still but just during the Changi we years we had Fitzpatrick we had Stevie Johnson mm-hmm. we had David Nelson we had Donald Jones we had Marcus Easley you know hoping to come to help to be that big receiver we had CJ Spill we had Fred Jackson we had these guys you know Demetrius Bell came to form as a left tackle finally I mean we just saw success and I love Changi Gailey, man. He's so innovative and people were shutting him all coming out in the pistol his very first play. And it's like, are you kidding me? That's all the NFL is now is is a cutting edge spread offense and just spreading things out. And Changi Gailey ran out of the spread. He just was such a, a, a good, uh, just an innovator. And now he's with the Jets of all freaking teams. He's with the Jets. And it's like, for me. I, was, I want to root for him. It's almost like I wish I could root for, for the Jets' defense for Chan and Fitzpatrick, and then or I mean offense, and then hope their defense just sucks. But I just really feel like we have this connection with Chan and Fitzpatrick. Maybe I'm not over it, but I still believe to this day I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I will be pissed when Fitzpatrick throws a ball that goes Fitzpatrick. We all know what it is. I'll never forget his first pass of his third season on uh, third year starting for the Bills, which was Changy was last year. His first pass was like an an, an out to Chandler, and he overthrew him, in a whole stadium and just booed, just booed. As the first, it, it was awful. And either way, he's so smart and intelligent, and just straight up tough. And he just felt like a like a a, a like a New Yorker. More of a up uh, upstate New York or west side, you know, western New York, whatever you want to say. Blue, like he just feels like, even though he went to Harvard, everybody says he just tough guy, smart, easy to root for, and he grounded out. He put his head down and he went head first. And now we got to watch this guy and Shane Gailey on a team that Rex Ryan knows in and out, except for a few additions, which he still knows about, but he knows. <laughs> what makes those players tick? And this ain't a coach that was just there for two, three years. This is like a coach that was in New York, I mean New Jersey, for six years. He yeah. knows, at least with Revis and Cromarty and some other guys, he knows what how the vets are going to play and what situations, what their weaknesses are. And don't and bet your ass that this team wants to kick the living shit out of the jets you know they've had this circled now even though rex is down playing it i they really do have business to take care of and once you're in the business of winning against the dolphins i'm sure in 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 your other games i'm sure the jets thing ain't any more special but you bet your ass they're, they're gonna be feasting for blood and this is a statement game if you smear the jets I have a lot of confidence for the playoffs. If you don't, yeah. I'm losing a lot of confidence for the playoffs.
1: And I think our offense is definitely dynamic enough to put up the points against their def- their def- I mean their defense is nothing to to dismiss. They they have a tough D, but I think we're dynamic enough on offense to score points. And as long as we can uh kind of make Fitzpatrick throw the ball, if we can if we can keep him Away from setting up the run game, taking the, taking the play action out of it, taking taking that aspect away from them, we got this all day.
0: If they can stop biting on the misdirection and, and I meant to go on this earlier, but I mean they got they got to watch watch out for Chris Ivory. For Chris me,
1: Ivory's a beast. Yeah, if they can if they can keep him from from getting the run game going, Fitzpatrick's gonna have a terrible day.
0: Chris Ivory is a good all-around back. He He's a solid back. And just the way that Chan Gailey is a mastermind, I mean, he put up points with bums on the Bills. We all have seen it. We know what Fitzpatrick can and can't do. But Rex Ryan said to himself, hey, for his Monday press conference, he said, hey, get ready for another week for you guys to write about no sacks because that's what, we're not getting any. I've played against Fitzpatrick a lot he gets rid of the ball quick and frankly, we've seen rocks when back to where I started we've seen rocks obliterate the bills we've seen yeah. him obliterate Ryan Fitzpatrick and I just hope he can do it again but we've also
1: we've also seen what happens when Ryan Fitzpatrick is forced to throw the ball quick. We know how that story ends too
0: if they could keep obviously this is any team so this is general knowledge but especially if Fitzpatrick which goes back to the same qualm i had with matt castle put him in a third and long situation put him in it th- i would take kyle orton moving or not a third and long situation because he proved it last year yeah third and seven fourth and 17 whatever you know going off kyle orton last year on some shit he gave the guys a chance now Fitzwill, too but Fitz's deep ball is not nearly as accurate as Orton, believe it or not. Guy's I, no I'm, not right saying Orton, I'm not saying Orton is like Nolan Ryan over here. But I'm just saying with accuracy, Fitzpatrick has his limitations. And if you put him in third and long, we've seen it as Bills fans over and over again. It's over. It's just over. Yeah. Let them take a shit on themselves. That's it. Play a sound game. I do like how the corners are playing physical. That does worry me. Um, you're going to have Decker and Marshall on the Jets receivers. You know, Eric Decker was a, a, a great player for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Now, Thomas got more targets, and he had the tight end, but Decker, he's, he's no slouch.
1: No, not at all, not at all. And, um, you know, you see... You see the situation where a lot of a lot of teams are, are watching Marshall and Decker's making a lot of plays as a result cuz you know Marshall Marshall's a big target, he's hard to cover, he's f- real fast for his size and he's get he's getting all that attention and Decker's capitalizing because he's slipping through the cracks.
0: Yep. And, and with Darby and Gilmore, which I would say is the best cornerback tandem in the league. I will take that, believe it or not, over Revis and Cromartie at this point. Yeah, we're bro. eight games in the season. I would give it the edge. I would give it the edge. You know, I w- I don't know if I do that over the classic. A few years ago, when before the Jets decided to get rid of Rex's two best, you know, two best defensive backs on the team, um, huh, Brandon Marshall and Decker, they're they're up for a challenge, and I can't wait because. Hey, this isn't a fluke. This isn't just coming after the Giants game that they shut down Odell, ba- shut down Odell Beckham Jr. They shut down AJ Green as well. It's no fluke.
1: Oh no, they're incredible this year. It's, you know, not to beat the term into the ground, but lights out, lights out football on that Bills secondary. Ooh. I like, I like the matchup there on both sides of the ball. I like, I like Gilmore and Darby on Decker and Marshall. I think Watkins and Woods will give Rivas and Cromartie a, a run for their money. Um, I sure hope so.
0: I sure hope so. I really think they will. I think they would. And
1: I, I just hope Watkins keeps keeps healthy. Keeps this mo- you know let's let's last week be momentum. I hope he's f- just as fired up and goes out there and lights it up for 150 again this week. That would be fantastic for both my favorite football team and my favorite fantasy football team.
0: It all comes down to one thing for me, is Tyrod Taylor. And I am not drinking the Kool-Aid of Buffalo Bills land here. You know, I've tried to get myself around, and I still struggle with it. And I will still, if you tell me white, I'll tell you black. I'll play devil's advocate, or I'll just want to argue with you. Because I am, uh, you know, I'm just a guy who has to stir the pot. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's from my mom. from my grandfather in Italy, RIP Grandpa Enzo. But this guy would just, we would call it, my mom calls it in the family, let's not Enzo this, meaning let's not just break down every little thing and tell me why it needs to be broken down, and that's what I do. I nitpick shit, and I've nitpicked for years. The Bills don't need that good of a quarterback. We just need somebody serviceable. But I got to say, the line of serviceable to sucking – and good is a very 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 thin line and we've seen that with EJ Manuel whether it was you know it was only yeah again I'm a supporter it it was only a little bit that EJ Manuel screwed up you know what Tara Taylor looks the part he's doing the part he does not have limitations on his arm like Kyle Orton and I feel like he's more intelligent football wise than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. That you would call "quote unquote" serviceable. So stats aside, you know, or even with his stats, I should say, he he's more than serviceable, and in his brain.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he's is
0: just there.
1: He's grading out in the top ten right now. He's he's got the ninth best quarterback grade in the league. That's that's above average.
0: Definitely better than serviceable. And he makes the smart plays, and
1: yeah. Absolutely.
0: You know, EJ was, quite frankly, on the bad side. It was on the bad side. Did he have moments? Yes. But guess what? Every backup quarterback has their moments. And I don't mean that to, to put him out of his misery right now because we've talked about it before. I think you're a classless loser if you're going to put people down because they had a bad thing of football. Footballs. It, it's, like, unfortunate that football careers are so short because these guys they get wiser with age and their talents diminish, but at the same time, at the quarterback position, that's one of the positions you could play for a while as long as you have the opportunity. You know,
1: I mean, yeah, and and not to keep defending EJ, but he did, he was missing a lot of guys, in a lot of important this positions, is true. and. I'm never gonna say he's better than Tyrod. I don't. Think no, he's better I than Tyrod. I could never
0: say. That. I don't think he will ever be better than Tyrod. Tyrod is too smart. Tyrod is too trustworthy in his trustworthy in his eyes. He looks off defensive backs. He he just he he just feels and looks like he has it. And it was great to see this team against the Dolphins going to the lead at halftime because I knew whatever adjustments they make would make him even better. Because they've been making huge halftime adjustments. And that's what the Bills need to do here against the Jets is the key to the game, I think, get Fitzpatrick in third and long situations and get that offense back on the field. And damn it, put up some points. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if it's Eric Wood at running back and he runs in it. I don't care what you do. You know, I, I just want to see points up early and just squish that clock just get it out rex ryan has a fantastic track record as far as we've seen against such patrick i'll keep saying it the only thing that reverts to me that's bad with rex ryan and what what is really like quite frankly try not to swear too much but it's really a mind fuck to me is rex ryan was so great at shutting down that that quick pop gun ish short offensive scheme that chan gailey ran but then when it came to these teams running it this year with the bills defense he had a very hard time of shutting that down the quick throws and that's all that fitzpatrick did for the bills one two three you know three step drop ball is out ball is out steve johnson got paid for route running yeah he got paid he's not a blazer but you know what stevie is he's shifty and he's got mega timing he yep. knows to be at that spot at that time, and that's what, you know, that's what Fitz did with a guy like that. Imagine Brandon Marshall, imagine Eric Decker, like, I'm kind of nervous. Rex, is. They, they've shown defensively that they don't have an answer for when they get the ball out quick, and it really scares the daylights out of me. It really scares me. Well, it could keep me up at night.
1: They 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 do okay in those situations, though the, uh, the, the defensive backs – Particularly, Corey Graham and Darby are just lightning fast getting to the ball, even even on on plays where where the receptions are made. They're lightning quick getting to the ball and getting the tackle. So you're gonna you're gonna ha- you're gonna see some completions from Fitz. He's gonna he's gonna have a couple hundred yards passing, I'm sure. But we're gonna make him work for it, and I'm I'm confident that he's gonna have a rough day or around what our secondary has lined up
0: as long as they can confuse the smartest quarterback in the league well one of them I know his arm is not up there with his brain but it's going to be a tough challenge and they have been sound against the run so they're going to want to run the ball but I'm very confident in the Bills defense to stop that run so any any other concerns you have with this Jets team? We know what Fitz is. Um, we've seen some potential out of Ivory, but it seems like Chang Gailey's really tapped into that.
1: I think this is really the uh, the true test of who we are. You know, we played we played the Patriots earlier in the year, and they are just they they're just whooping ass. Enough about them, but I think. You know the Dolphins game. It felt good to get that win, but it, it felt really easy. I think the Jets aren't gonna. I think the Jets aren't gonna give it to us. I think we're gonna have to earn it. I I think we can, but it's gonna come down to
0: execution. I would. I I would like to see them again clean up their penalties, but. You know, say you pull Jerry Hughes out of that Miami Dolphins game for that stupid Miami. Or that Tannehill penalty, he realized right off the bat he screwed up. But let's be real, ten years ago that you wouldn't have never dreamt of that being a flag. Either way, you know the damn rules. But hey, if you pull Jerry Hughes out, you don't win that game. No. That's no. been floated out there, and I agree with it. If you pull Jerry Hughes out, you don't win that game. And it was specifically a, a, a take from the Howard Simon show from um Jeremy and Howard. So Check that on WGR five fifty. I don't want to take credit for their take, but that's hey, that's you right, spot. When on. you're right, you're right. Right. I mean, good job. They as we always say, they do a good job. I'm all set with this. I think the Bills need to put up or shut up on this one and they, they need to play sound ball and hopefully that offense keeps clicking. Hopefully that defense tightens up a bit. And it, you know, I'm not a football coach because I believe in, in in the end that Rex has big plans for his defense, and they need to all buy in, or could it be, which I'm not sure of either, my flip side is, Rex needs to get a hold of with Thurman and, and strip this down. Because, yeah, we're not getting the turnovers, but at the end of the day, I will take wins over sacks over anything else and don't get me wrong turnovers help you win the game obviously we know that but I think they're also overrated because there's times where you do turn over the turn the ball over and it's not that detrimental to your team because their defense stops them and you get the ball back anyways so you know sometimes it's an overblown stat that coaches and, and all the old school football likes really like to Mike Show on WGR afternoon show really likes to hammer that point down just to give another credit to somebody else But it's really, 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 really easy to blame turnovers. And I feel that holding a team to 17 points is good enough to win with the Bills. And that's what they did. And it might come at the 11th hour. It might come really late on the one-yard line. But this team is ferocious. And they're turning away. They're doing whatever it takes to win the game. If that's Tyrod Taylor taking over the Tennessee Titans game, that's what's going to happen. It's nice to finally see that coming to fruition. That, hey, we screw up this whole time, but we at least have chances to win these games. And don't forget that Giants game. They should have won that game if it wasn't for the refs, quite frankly. Two touchdowns taken back. Don't forget a couple other games, just bad penalties, ruining it. And again, that... Roby pass interference call. Like the like the Jaguars are gonna convert on fourth and fifteen. So you never know. It wasn't a guaranteed. But the Bills have gotten themselves in a position to win. And they're actually getting over the hump sometimes in the close in the close gains, which is something that we I, I really haven't seen with this team. It seems like anytime it's close they just fold. Something stupid happens.
1: Right. And that's that's one thing that this team really needs to keep in mind when it's game planning that building building early momentum is what is successful for this team.
0: I'm all done. That should be it.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, make sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at numbillsfan. I'm on both of those at numbillsadamd. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. It would be really, really sweet if you would subscribe to that. You can check out this podcast. If you don't already know, since you're listening to it on iTunes or at numbillsfan.podbean.com. Again, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with the, uh, the wrap-up of the Jets
0: game. I'm Adam Deacon. I'm Dave Palermo, numbillsfan on Twitter. That's Adam Deacon, Adam, Bills, Adam D. But really quick, tell your friends if they want to listen just go on numbbillsfan.podbean.com. It actually works like a player. Yeah, so you can go right from your browser. Right it'll play in your background. You can even use headphones to pause it. If you got headphones to pause button, you can pause You can pause it from your lock screen and, and turn it back on. They even have an app for, I know they have it for iPhone or for Apple. But also, you know, just want to explain something. We have a YouTube channel, and we're always trying to put up some kind of content. We have fun making dumb joking around videos that have to do with the games we're putting up the podcast in audio form too in case you want to send a link out there but we also have a thing called Italian contractors and if anybody's confused what it's about it's really about the the contractors that I have personally dealt with on job sites and you know I always try to keep this PC but they are Italian you know I'm not gonna judge but we all we have all dealt with these guys before the classic know-it-all hacks up in New York you know northeastern part of the country and you know usually we got a Bills gear or Bills gear in the background it's all sarcastic you know sarcastic humor that lightly touches on the Bills but it's not really like a Bills thing this is our serious Bills talk then we have our lightly comical keys of the game or little factors on on how to beat teams that, that Adam and I will do but please whatever it is just please check it out. That's what we're going for. There's just some kind of content up every week to keep us happy, keep us positive. Let let's go. let you know, and, and nothing is better than humor to get over it. Like we want to talk legitimately about the game, and we'll even have segments up coming soon. Legitimate, you know, breakdowns and stats and, and, and video replays, especially gift GIFs. If you're on Twitter, you could check them out. But please follow us on Twitter. We will retweet the best information for you. And as always, we're, we're not here to be competitive with any other podcasts or radio shows or whatever. We just want you to know that there's a lot of places to go. So we're not here ripping off takes. We're not here going over the ledge. We're here to be objective about it. And always check out WGR550. Check out BuffaloBills.com, obviously. Check out Buffalo Rumblings, Hard File Sports. There's a podcast out there, Rock Pile Report. You know Hardfall Sports has her own podcast as well. Just really check it out.
1: Yeah, I mean there's a ton of there's a ton of information out there and everyone's got a little bit different opinion and uh,
0: we try to give you a little a little taste of everything. Deacon's got a new segment coming up. Actually that will be on YouTube.
1: Yeah, we will be going through uh, Twitter and Facebook looking for bills related hashtags. We're looking for those go bills and those bills mafia and we're going to do we're going to do some segments best of bill's mafia we might do worse to bill's mafia we'll, we'll see um where where we look at a variety of the takes for better or for worse from from around the fan base and it's really just to you know again have more content up offer a little something different that maybe gives you a feel for for what the what's on the, what's on the fan base's mind. What's the pulse of the fan base? We're gonna take a look at it. So look out for that coming soon. Maybe this week, if not this week, definitely next week. Um,
0: it'll be great. I think it'll be fun. There, there's always gonna be some kind of content up there. Don't forget, numb Bills fan everywhere. Just think, numb Bills fan. Where can you type it in? And. Also yeah, shout Facebook, out, Twitter, Instagram,
1: Google, YouTube,
0: where we're out there. Podbean. Shout out to uh, the red pinto tailgate. Go check that out. It's in the hammer lot. Yep, Pinto and, Tailgate on Twitter. Yeah, Pinto Tailgate. Do some bowling ball shots. It's always a good time. And it's really sweet seeing a tailgate that has been there for generations now. Yeah. And it it's like has just this classic feel. It feels like what tailgating should be about. So many times I go tailgating by myself, I would be there, I just have, like, my little S10 all ratty and rusty, and I don't really drink. So, actually, I, I've started to pick up drinking, but only only the, the Not Your Father's Root Beer, which, when I order it, I refuse to say the name. I go, yeah, you got that uh, alcoholic uh, root beer drink. Yeah, we got the Coney Island or the Not Your Father's. I go, I go, I go with the second one. Either way, I'm trying to pick up drinking to, to join all you, but I don't like beer. I know it's a sin. I don't care. Either way, go there. Check it out. Legitimate tailgate. Good people. Good food. And it's something that's great, great food. Great Atmos
1: food. I mean, Atmos food.
0: Yeah, Atmos food.
1: Can we uh can we get a, a trademark on that right now?
0: No. <laughs> also, there's a guy going around with some sweet tie-dye shirts to sell. Um, hey, bud. I told you, uh, yeah, i mentioned you. Okay, cool. We're out. I'm done. You done?
1: Oh, I've been done.
0: Oh, yeah, and by, I should really elaborate. This guy tie-dyes build shirts. They're really sweet. They actually look legit, and he had them folded neatly inside Ziploc bags. So I was pretty psyched. It wasn't some dude with the duffel bag going, hey, man, you want some shirts? And I'm going to charge you $15 For the hat that was $3 at Marshalls from Reebok when Reebok sponsored the team four years ago or or sponsored the league four years ago. No, this guy's legit. They're on gilded shirts. That's what a lot of if you guys go, you know, buy band shirts or music shirts or, you know, that's what a lot of stuff is printed on. So they're not going to shrink up on you. I don't know where to find them, so hit us up on Twitter, and I will pass the information along. And I'm so glad that I just wasted 15 seconds to two minutes of your time explaining about these tie-dye damn t-shirts. All right, we're really done. Yep. And Dean Milak, I don't like you. Goodbye. I love you, Dean.